When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, fight fans, to another episode of BTR Boxing Podcast. This is a big fight preview for a fight that has genuinely got me and Johnston excited this weekend. It's probably the first fight since the end of the supposed lockdown that's actually really intrigued me, and I'm really looking forward to it. And it is Vasyl Lomachenko versus Tiafimo Lopez. Pretty much for all the marbles this weekend, it's going to be a really good fight, but... Johnston, we've not done a big fight preview since the Dillian White-Alexander Povetkin fight, and obviously that was a dramatic ending to that particular fight, but there hasn't really been anything else that's kind of tickled our fancy to, to really want to sit down and do a big fight preview, but this one, this one's got all the makings of a great fight. It has, and it's, it's a fabulous division, isn't it? The lightweight division. Um, I'm, I'm a massive admirer of that division throughout the years, and, and at the moment as well, it looks quite lively, and this fight is probably the two best lightweights that are competing for, as you say, pretty much all the marbles. And, and it's a fight that, it. I mean, you've got the youngster against the more experienced guy and, and it's just intriguing. I mean, I'm a massive admirer of Lomachenko and it's just going to be really interesting to see what Lopez, Lopez can bring to the table. But looking forward to breaking it down, looking forward to watching the fight and I just hope the guys can deliver on Saturday night or Sunday morning. Well, I think one of the things that we need to really address before we go any further into this big fight preview is that we've actually made a decision between one another for the BTR Boxing Podcast main feed that we are going to mix things up a little bit now. I think things were becoming a bit stagnated in terms of wanting to, to, to do big fight previews and the reviews and, and, and some weekends, genuinely, we've just not really been captivated by, by what's been going on in the boxing world. So you've kind of seen that there's not been many episodes coming out relating to big fights since Dillian White and Alexander Povetkin because that's the last one that actually got us really excited for for a big fight so what I've decided to do is obviously if you've been listening to the the podcast network in general you'll know all the other series that we won and you'll know how much we really love doing them and I think what we're planning to do with this main feed is to mix it up a little bit we will do big fight previews but only for fights that really justify a big fight or what we would constitute as a big fight I mean the next big fight after this for us is probably Usyk versus Chisora. Now say what you will about that fight, but it does intrigue us and it does excite us to see what will actually happen in this particular fight. So we've decided to do a lot of specials for the main feed, a lot of one-off episodes. Uh, we're going to start doing some interviews as well. We're going to try and get some people on and, and start doing some interviews for the main feed. We did recently an interview with Jimmy Tobin, the author of Killed in Brazil for the Darker Side of Boxing. And we really enjoyed it and we felt like it worked pretty well and we think maybe we could do some more for the main feed 
you know some some current fighters some promoters whoever we can get on really to try and give you fans some some different some different voices to listen to on the episode so that's kind of our that's kind of our plan going forward guys so i hope you you obviously stick with us and you enjoy that and if for any reason you, you you're a bit disappointed about the fact that we're not going to do a big fight preview then just give us a dm please just let us know if, if it's something that you're really adamant you want to listen to then of course we'll factor it in but i don't really think people mainly come to us to listen to stuff like that. i think they mainly come to listen to sort of the special stuff so we're quite happy to to be doing that and obviously the main main fights that are going on so let's get into it then of course this weekend it's the fight that i've wanted to see all year it's a fight that i think we spoke about at the start of the year when we did our boxing wish list for 2020 i think we spoke about lomachenko and lopez seeing what they'd both done and obviously with lopez he has had a fight and he won the ibf title earlier on this year before all the lockdown started and before coronavirus made this massive impact in the world and i think it's only right that we we, we discuss tiafimo lopez first and, and what his chances could possibly be in this so his last outing was against richard comedy it was actually in december it was late december in 2019 for some reason i felt like it was in january but that's where he actually picked up the ibf title and that's where we seen his devastating power come into play against the IBF champion, Richard Comney. Now, for me, this is going to be exciting because there's an unknown quantity to Tiafimo Lopez because we haven't really seen him have a massive step up like this. This is a huge step up in my eyes for him. I'm not saying Richard Comney wasn't because he had the IBF title. Of course, that was his acid test. He passed that acid test. He became the IBF champion. But now, he's got the man that everybody considers well, nearly everybody, to consider to be the number one in the world, completely out of all the weights, is Vasil Lomachenko. He holds the WBA, WBO, and we have the IBF with Tiafimo Lopez. The WBC is currently held by Devin Haney, which is a potential future opponent out of the back of this fight. But this is a massive fight for Tiafimo Lopez, and some might say he hasn't got the experience. He hasn't been in with anybody like a Lomachenko. I mean, who has? That's a great question. Who has? No one can mimic the man himself. He is uh, the Matrix, as people love to call him, and he is a fantastic fighter to watch. He really is stunning. And, I mean, you mentioned Haney with the other title. I mean, Haney, Davis, uh, Garcia, Ryan Garcia, those three guys were were fellas that were being sort of touted to fight Lomachenko and sort of delayed, obviously, with the coronavirus that clearly delayed this Lopez fight for a while. It seemed to be it was going to happen. And then, it, like as I say, Davis sort of come in and Haney and, and Garcia and people just started to discuss maybe one of them three. End of the day, Lopez has taken it. You know, he, he's talked the talk and now he's walking the walk. So you've got to give him credit for that. He is the IBF champion, as you say. The, the, the devastating victory over, over Comney was, was a fantastic finish. I mean, I even... Tipped Comney, didn't I? I thought Comney might be a little bit too much for Lopez. I was well wrong, and and for that reason, there's there's a reason why Lopez is fighting Lomachenko, and he's got that great right hand. He's younger. Uh, there's there's a lot of advantages for him, but he's a little bit of an unknown quantity. I mean, the crazy thing is they've both had 15 freshman fights, uh, which is uh, may seem you know for for the naked eye that don't know too much about these guys. If you're not a boxing fan, which you know while you listen to the show but if you're not it would look like you know 15 fights each then they're pretty much the same they they're not in terms of the level of opponents they've faced so it's an intriguing fight it really is and one as you say we're rightly going to do a preview and we're looking forward to seeing so Lomachenko of course we've been frothing at the mouth over Lomachenko any boxing fan 
who doesn't appreciate Vasil Lomachenko isn't a boxing fan in my eyes because this guy, he's got it all. And that's what the beauty of this particular fight is. He's, you know, Lomachenko's got it all, but he, he is... He's, he's, he's getting older now. Is he going to start to slow down soon? I don't think he will. I'm not suggesting he will. He's 32. He's in probably in the prime and peak of his career now. But I think people seem to think that in some of his fights where he's shown some slight and only slight flaws, that maybe someone will come along and dethrone him like a Tiafimo Lopez. You've got to look at the fact that he's, he's undefeated uh, resume, uh, his amateur resume, sorry, not undefeated resume, his amateur resume it stands second to none. And then he came into the professional game, as we've always talked about, having only one fight before he went in for a world title against Salido. And that's the only fight on his professional record that goes down as a split decision loss. Everything everything else has just been here on out. The guys that he's beaten, guys like Rigondo, Jorge Linares, Jose Pedraza. Then he's beat, obviously, Anthony Crawler. Then he's beat Luke Campbell. And he's not fought for a year now. And now this is the this is the big fight for him now. The young lion of the division. The guy that's coming out there. And, and, and he's got all the confidence in the world, Lopez. It doesn't seem to be phased by what Lomachenko brings to the table. He's very brash. He's very confident. And I think it makes for a very exciting fight. I think with Lomachenko, this guy is a puzzle. He's a, he's a big puzzle. He's like a Rubik's Cube. He's the Rubik's Cube of boxing. You're going to struggle to work this guy out. And for Teofimo Lopez, he's going to struggle to work out Vasil Lomachenko. But on the flip side of the coin for Lomachenko, he's going to have puzzles to solve himself. And I think he'll solve them. And I, I genuinely think he'll solve them. But I'm not going to go into our predictions just yet. I think we need to marinate things, as Bob Aaron would always say. We need to marinate the episode a little bit more and, and just sort of touch on how we think these two are going to go into this fight, what the strengths are going to be, what the keys to victory are going to be for each individual. So, Johnston, go back to Tiafimo Lopez then, looking at the last few fights, looking at what he brings to the table. What do you think that he has to do to, to solve that Rubik's Cube puzzle that is Vasil Lomachenko? Oh, that, that's that's a very difficult question to answer. Um, nobody has solved that in any fight, um, you know, apart from the, 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 uh, the one of the early fights in his career. It's, it's real. I mean, when you look at, I mean, I think back to 2016 when sort of Nicholas Walter was um, faced Lomo and... And I thought that was a really going to be a really interesting fight. And I thought Waters might have caused him problems. He, he retires the guy. Uh, you look at Souza, Mariaga, both retired. Rigondeaux obviously jumped up a few dates, uh, a few weights, sorry. And, uh, you know, he, he, he was well out of his depth, wasn't he? Linares is probably the closest in terms of opponents that Loma has faced, if you're going to match anyone with Lopez for me. And uh, Linares had the strength. He, he did put... Um, Lomachenko down uh, so I mean he hit the, the deck in what round six it was a very good fight it was probably the biggest lightweight fight since this one that's really sort of got me going and I think Lino, I, I would say that Lopez needs to be looking at an RS fight and trying to adapt certain st- moments that Linares had in that fight successfully against Loma the trouble was even when Loma went down he was able to get up and then just readjust and completely destroy Linares and finish him with that wonderful shot in the in the 10th round so there's puzzles that he needs to try to solve um no some of the greatest fighters in, in this lightweight division as in recently have not been able to do so and Lopez no matter how much talent he's got 
I just don't think he's ready to, to do that. I mean, look, as again, we don't want to go into the prediction side of things, but Lopez for me is he's an unknown quantity. That gives him an advantage. He's nine years younger. He's got the reach. Again, I don't think that matters because Loma's got fantastic footwork and, and like, like you know, people call him the matrix because of his the way he can just spot things. It's a really trick, tricky one to, to figure out a way of beating Loma. The only thing I always said beat Lomachenko is is the weight, him going up another weight. But I think at lightweight is his limit and he's got a chance to to almost clear up the division. Um, obviously, Haney after this, but he, I just can't see him just... I, I, I can't really give any justification for Lopez other than the fact that he's younger and maybe he's got, well, he's got more power, I believe, than Linares because Linares is a bit older. Other than that, I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> you and probably many other people that are putting a prediction on this particular fight. It is very difficult, isn't it, really? Because most of us want to sit here and just say, you know, Lomachenko's too experienced, he's done too much in his career so far, and he's just going to go in there and whitewash Teofimo Lopez. But we've got to argue the point for Teofimo Lopez. Obviously, we know he's unknown as a quantity. We don't really know if we've seen the best of him yet. And I don't think we have. I really don't think we have. You've got to remember, no. he's, he's 10 years younger. He's 10 years younger. He's, 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 he's only 23 years of age. So for me, he, he, a loss here wouldn't spell the end of the world. But I don't want to speak about it like it is a loss. I want to speak about it like he, this guy actually does have a chance. I think he genuinely does. I think he is younger. He is he is fresher. He's not as shop-worn. He's not had all the fights that Lomachenko has had, amateur and professional. So he's got on his side that, that experience and that youth that could, could go in there uh, and potentially out-hustle a guy that adapts to nearly every situation. Now, it's going to be difficult for him to do that because the only way he he can do that is by looking at some of the flaws that Lomachenko's got. And the the thing is, there isn't that many to look at to be able to go, right, let's pinpoint this and let's work on that. How do you prepare for a guy like that? We said it at the top of the show. I mean, how do you prepare for a guy like Lomachenko who can go in there after three or four rounds and work out his opponent and then absolutely batter him from pillar to post for the remainder of the fight, just make him look stupid, get in and get out so quickly that you don't even see the punches coming. But I think Tiafimo Lopez has got the speed to actually match Vazal Lomachenko. I think with Lomachenko, what we've seen is the timing and the accuracy and the speed to be able to get in, get out and get away so quickly is what's served him so well. Being getting, you know, Not getting hit, he's, he's throwing them shots out and then moving away so quickly that people are just realising, hang on, he's behind me already. I don't think that's going to happen with Teofimo Lopez. I think Lopez, is, he's going he's gonna to use a bit more educated pressure. I think you, if you look at the Pedraza fight, that particular fight, Pedraza was, was coming in a lot. He was, he was trying to put the pressure on that's one thing i would hark back to where i would say pedraza was trying to use educated pressure but he was just getting hit as he was coming in and then vasilomachenko was just stepping away stepping off and then leaving pedraza to basically throw punches at thin air and that's what was happening that's what potentially could happen with lopez but i don't see it i think lopez will actually cause lomachenko the most problems we've seen in his career linares to date is the only one that's caused him the most problems i would say and i know obviously he's got the loss to salido 
but a lot of people do discount that now at this this moment in time. They look at where he is at this moment in time, and Linares is the one most recently that's caused him the most problems. The flash knockdown that you spoke about, you know, midway through the fight, that that was a moment where he actually seen there are chinks in the armor of any fighter, no matter how good they are. Every fighter has a flaw, has a chink in an armor. All it takes is for one right hand of Tiafimo Lopez to go straight down the pipe, and we could see another flash do- knockdown, and we could see the fight change and. and go on its head a little bit or we could see Vasil Lomachenko come out and, and absolutely outboxed the, the the less experienced man it's so it's so difficult for me to predict this fight as to how it's actually going to go down and I suppose we've got to give him we've got to give predictions I, I I don't want to I don't want to sit here and say that I've, I've not genuinely thought about it because I have tried to argue the points for Tiafimo Lopez. But ultimately, when I think about this fight and I think about how it goes down in my mind, I see Tiafimo Lopez maybe causing Lomachenko a few problems, you know, early in the first three or four rounds of the fight. And then I see Vasil Lomachenko taking his time out to, to work Tiafimo Lopez out, to work out his footwork, to, to see where he moves, to see what he feints, to see how often he, he throws the lead out. And then I think he's going to work that out by midway through the fight. And I think he'll take over in the second half of the fight. And I think what we'll, what we'll see, and ultimately my prediction for this particular fight, is going to be that Vasil Lomachenko will win on a unanimous decision and Tiafimo Lopez will walk away from this fight with a lot of praise, a lot of credit, and all the time in the world to go on and completely unify that division once more. I, I can't disagree with you too much there. Um, Lopez, I think, will be looking for that right hand. And as you say, one thing I didn't mention is, is his speed. He, he has, he, he's fast. It's just a matter of if he connects with that right hand, you know, with Lomachenko, for instance, the way he's able to see things and move so quickly, is he actually going to hit him flush? And if he does, if he does manage to hit him flush, which nobody else seems to have done and obviously knock him out, then I just can't see it happening. Lopez will only win this if he catches him with a lucky shot. And Lomachenko, for me, is just too savvy for it. And I think you're right. I think Lopez may take the initiative from the start, trying to use his reach advantage and trying to sort of weigh up that right hand because that's the right hand he's going to be looking for. I think at times he may look for it too much, maybe a bit of an experience. I think the other thing to mention is that Lopez Senior in his call is nowhere near as experienced as, as Lemonchenko's dad. You know, you've got the father-son combination between a pair of them. And, and I believe Lopez was uh, Lopez Senior, I think he was a limo driver and, and learnt his how to be a coach from YouTube. So there's a difference there with Papa Chengo, as they call him in it. Papa, <laughs> it, he's just got, again, in his corner, he, he's got experience from his father. Um, I think Lomachenko recently come out and said, you know, that experience his father can give him is only 50% of what he can produce. The rest of it is the chip in his shoulder, which is the matrix. And yeah, I mean, the way the guy talks, I mean, some of the stuff you hear with the, the, the training, the way he's able to do the hand and eye combination, picking up coins. Usyk does the same thing. It, it's an unorthodox style, the way they train, but he's an unorthodox fighter. He's so difficult to to get a blueprint on. People speak about this blueprint with, with Mayweather, didn't they? And for me, I think Lomachenko is better than Mayweather because he's in, in front of his fighter and he's able to evade shots. He doesn't run as much. He, he, he's just got this fantastic footwork and his hand-eye combination. He's only 32. He's only had 15 fights. He's not been battered by anybody at any point. I can't see him getting that old 
that quickly. I think Lopez not being in the ring as well. They've both had a spell outside of the ring with everything that's happened. So they've both had that big gap. Who's going to adapt to it better? I believe Lomachenko will. Uh, it's just that Lopez, I think he will produce a performance that people will look at and say, you know what, this guy is ready to take over Lomachenko. I think that will happen. I wouldn't be surprised if Lomachenko does get the win. As you say, for me, I think he'll work him out and he'll win it on points. I don't think he will stop him. But there may be occasions where Lopez, especially in the later rounds, where we're going to start seeing what he's all about. I think he's going to be in a bit of a pickle at times. So it's just going to be so difficult. He's going to get frustrated. Is his, is his father then able to deal with crisis? I think that's another question. So, whereas the Lomachenko, the team Lomachenko, the father-son combination, they can deal with anything that anyone throws at them. So it's so difficult to go Lopez. But he is young. He has got a good right hand. He's got the speed. There's there's enough there. He could potentially produce the upset of all, of all upsets, and I don't think it happened. But you never know. <laughs> well, it just basically sounds like from the offset that we've not we're not giving Tiafimo Lopez a chance. We are, of course, we are. But I think it's hard to argue against against Vasil Lomachenko. Really, isn't it? It's hard to argue against somebody who has proven himself time and time and time again. Whereas we've got a guy who's He's proven himself to a degree, but he hasn't proven himself the way we we would want him. I mean, if you think about it, the 23-year-old going in against Vasil Lomachenko, if we was thinking of somebody, you know, he was 23 from the UK who was in the lightweight division, who was pushing, we probably wouldn't give them much of a chance, to be honest with you. Uh, whereas with Tiafimo, I think we've given him a little bit more of a chance because of the fact that, yes, he holds the IBF title. Yes, he has beat some notable opponents, but is it enough? I don't think it is. I think he'll come out of there with praise, but I think he'll lose. And I think Vasil Lomachenko will continue to reign supreme. And then that leads on to, to what happens after that. Obviously, Devin Haney then would be the target for Lomachenko if Lomachenko wins because he holds the WBC title. So then that gives you another interesting fight against a guy who's just as young but not had that resume that Lomachenko's got. And would Lomachenko be able to completely clean up the lightweight division? Well, these are questions that I'm sure we'll find the answers out to later on down the line. But for now, our predictions are obviously Lomachenko to, to pick this up by a, by a points victory. So that's our part of the Big Fight preview, of course. There is shows on in the UK, so of course we're going to just hack over briefly to them shows and just quickly discuss what fights are on this weekend. So, in the East of England arena in Peterborough, Matchroom Boxing's got a show on, uh, and it's headlined with Lewis Ritson going in against Miguel Vasquez this weekend for the WBA Intercontinental Super Lightweight title, which is another title that we love to call bullshit, but it's an opportunity now for Lewis Ritson to obviously push himself up even further the rankings to, to go on to potentially get a shot at the title. There's, there's been a lot of talk about him fighting Josh Taylor, which has been quite an interesting concept. Obviously, we know now from news this week that Josh Taylor has agreed to fight Ramirez. So that's going to be an interesting fight down the line if Lewis Ritson can come past Vasquez. Also on this card, we've got a women's world title fight. We've finally got to see Savannah Marshall get a world title fight as she was supposed to get earlier this year but now she's facing Scotland's Hannah Rankin for the vacant WBO middleweight title. Another good fight for the card. Another interesting fight for the card. We've got 29-0 Thomas Patrick Ward against Thomas Asomba. Uh, I, I, probably a fight to look out for on this card that I would say to fight fans. 
Kesh Asfak against Mark Leach in the Super Bantamweight divisions. A really, really good fight to be looking out for. We've got 8-0 Kesh Asfak going in against 14-1-1 Mark Leach. That's a really interesting fight. I mean, from a domestic standpoint, for, from from a local standpoint, for me, this is a really interesting fight for fight fans to check out. And then we've got, obviously, the the, the people from the North East, Joe Laws, uh, Ellie Scottney, and then we're supposed to be seeing Cash Farouk on this bill. He is listed on BoxRec to fight on this card. But there's a very strong rumour going around that he is actually not fighting now on this card and that he is going to be moved to the Usyk Chisora undercard. Now, whether that materialises remains to be seen, but it is a strong rumour going around that, that he's not fighting this weekend and he will fight on the undercard of Usyk versus Chisora. Uh, then on Sunday, on Sunday night, MTK have also got a show on as well. We've got the Welsh flyweight, Jay Harris, and then he's going in against Marcel Braithwaite. We've got the return of Paul Butler against Ryan Walker. And then we've got a lot of our prospects, a couple of them making the debut. We've got 12 and old Jack Rafferty facing Tom Hill, Lewis Edmonton and Andy Bishop, and also Michael McKinson versus Martin Harkin on there. So there is a lot of action for fight fans this weekend. You've got the big one this weekend between Lomachenko Lopez. You've got obviously the domestic bill in matchroom boxing, and you've got the MTK bill on Sunday. So it's, yeah, you know, quite a good weekend for boxing. But the main focus is obviously this big fight that we've been covering today. Johnston, I think I suppose I'm going to pass it back over to you now and ask you for any final thoughts uh, about this particular fight, Lomachenko versus Lopez. Is there anything else that we haven't factored in that we think we should have done for this fight? I think we've pretty much got it all there. Um, I suppose Lopez, the only one picked up, Lopez has only fought one southpaw um, in, in his career. Um, don't really know what that does for him. Um, he obviously won the fight, but nowhere near him with Loma's credibility and, and just his, everything about Lomachenko is just class. Just, I can't, honestly, I, I'm, I'm trying, as you were talking, I'm just trying to find a way of seeing in my head how Lopez could possibly beat Lomachenko. And, and as I say, it's just a matter of, for me, it's a lucky shot. And maybe, uh, one thing we probably didn't factor in is, has father time, approached for Lomachenko. I don't personally think that is possible. That is another reason why Lopez might win this fight. As it kicked in, will we see Loma nowhere near what we had seen before? I mean, he got a lot of um, bad praise for the Pedraza fight. A lot of people said that he looked a bit, you know, nothing like his normal self, but then he went on to beat Campbell. So, another young kid. And, and, you know, if you put Luke Campbell in a ring with Tufimo Lopez as well, the other question is, is, is would Campbell have a chance against Lopez? I think he personally would. Again, I'm going against Lopez. I've only seen sort of a few snip, snippets of his fights and obviously destroyed Comney. But I think Campbell could beat Comney as well now. But saying that, Comney's a good fighter and I, I've tipped him. So it, it's, it's just, I don't know. For me, Lopez is just a bit too young for me. And I think maybe in a few years' time, if we see a 25-year-old Lopez against Lamachang, I'll give him more chance. I just think it's just one step too far for him. But he will, as you say, he'll get that credibility. I think people will say this kid's definitely one for the future. But unfortunately, the master is is still about and, and he will be, I reckon, probably until he fights Haney and whether he drops down to super featherweight or not. He may even do that. Who knows? I think he's got another few fights in him, Loma, but I can't see him losing. So it's just going to be a shutout for me. I think the one comparison I can make to this fight is when... 
Canelo faced Floyd Mayweather when Canelo was young and he faced off with Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. And Great May- but Mayweather gave him a, a boxing lesson that night. But then look what it's done for Canelo's career. Look at what Canelo exactly. learned in that fight. So this could be a, a, an exact replica in the sense that we could see a Lomachenko put on a masterclass against a Lopez. And then a Lopez comes back and he goes on to do what a Canelo has done. We just don't know how it's going to play out. I'd like to think that's how how it would go, to be honest with you. You know, if he does lose the fight, okay, great, he gets the experience, but then he goes on, uh, uh, unifies the division, and then he moves up to super lightweight, and then we see more big fights for him. Maybe. He's only 23. He's got a lot of time on his hands. Remember, Lomachenko's 32. The question of father time... I don't think we've seen enough of a decline from him yet. I don't think we've seen him get hurt. I don't think we've seen him be outboxed enough to be able to sit here and say that father time is catching up with him. A year out of the ring, just over a year out of the ring, is a long time. How much will that have affected him? Again, we're going to find out on the early hours of Sunday morning or Saturday night for you Americans. We're going to find out whether there's been any issues with the fact that he's been out of the ring for so long. So it is it is an interesting concept. It is an interesting fight. I'm looking forward to it. But ultimately, like you, Johnston, I do see a victory for Vasily Lomachenko on Saturday night. And then he'll have Devin Haney, hopefully, in his crosshairs. Or you never know, maybe we'll see him move down. Maybe we'll even see him move up for another mega fight. Who knows? They've talked about him moving through the divisions, down and up and back in the lightweight division. So you just don't know. I suppose... At this, at this point of his career, I suppose it's whatever they can bring to him. If they can bring him a super fight, he's going to take the super fight. Of course he is. So it, it does remain to be seen what will happen. But I think very much we're in the mind of, of Lomachenko getting the victory on Saturday night, Sunday morning. Go on. The, the one other thing I wanted to point out was the fact that none of the UK networks have picked up this fight. I just wanted to pick that out. Um, there is no Sky, no BT. I believe it's Fight TV for us. If we want to watch it, you have to subscribe to Fight TV and then you pay, I believe, nine ninety nine for the fight. Um, and you can get it on any of your devices, your smart tellies, etc. So just to point that out, no one from the UK has picked it up. There are pay-per-views uh, in the horizon for, obviously, BT and Sky. And probably with this situation, that's probably why they haven't put their funds in and picked up the fight. But this is, for me, one of the greatest lightweight fights since... Lomachenko and Linares, which is still quite recent, but um, the lightweight's a great division. I'm surprised that not even ITV have just tried to jump in there and pick it up because it's a fight that I believe um, the diehard fans, anyway, would, would pay for. I'm glad, you've, I'm glad you've mentioned it, actually, because I completely forgot about the fact that it is not on any any UK network. Uh, I'm not sure. Is it? Is it it's on, obviously, is it on ESPN over in America? I can't remember off the top of my head. Yes. Uh, but I know, yeah. I know for us in the UK, there's absolutely no broadcaster picking up, as you've rightly pointed out. So you, a £10 for Fight TV is not really a bad shout, considering we get charged £20 for, say, Anthony Joshua and then an undercard, which doesn't really live up to it. And I don't even know if there is an undercard for this fight. I've not seen any other fights confirmed for it, or any other fights I th- announced. I think Sosido's fighting. Is it Sosido? I'm, I'm, I can't think who he's fighting, but I think that's the only fight I've heard mentioned, and I don't know. It's not on BoxRex. So that's the only fight I've heard, so that may be on the undercard. Well, I suppose if it is just the one fight, or even just the two fights, or even the three, 
Again, £10, not really uh, a big fee to be paying. And that's something we've talked about uh, a few episodes back when we were talking about reducing the price of the pay-per-views during during COVID, you know, during what effect that's yeah. having on people's lives and jobs and the furlough scheme that we have in the UK. People are losing businesses as a result. So £10 is not a bad shout at all. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm sure someone would have probably picked up on the fact that we've not mentioned it. So, yeah, good, good mention <laughs> that one there. So, well, there you go. UK fight fans, you can get it on Fight TV, American fight fans. It's probably on ESPN. I'm 100% sure it is on ESPN. But if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm sure you'll find it. There you go, Johnson, it is. So that's it for us. That's our big fight preview for Lomachenko versus Lopez this weekend. Fight fans, as always, if you've not checked out all the other podcast episodes that we do, run over and check us out on social media. You can check the Darker Side of Boxing, Career Profiles, Legendary Nights. We've got the ones to watch podcast, And you can check out this main feed for all our selection of different episodes that we've run. If you've not checked out our Patreon account, please go and do it. Big shout out to a couple of the patrons that we've got recently. We've got Ben Waters, who's recently become a patron. We've got Rob Evans, who's recently become a patron as well. Big thanks to you guys, because obviously your support means means a great deal to us, because it is genuinely helping us substantiate what we're doing and and be able to give us more opportunity to, to push out there and get all these different interviews with people. So a big shout out to you guys. Thank you so much. If you want to become a patron to the whole network, so it's not just this feed, it's every podcast that we do you can go on and check us out on patreon.com forward slash btr boxing podcast give us a follow on social media at btr boxing pod on twitter and the facebook page is the btr boxing podcast network fight fans it's been a pleasure as always we'll see you on the next episode enjoy the big fight Podcast Network.